0: Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Belloso's on social media. Welcome back to Sow Over 50 podcast on So Organised Style. Stay listening. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present, and emerging. Thanks for joining us again on So Over 50 podcast. Sow Over 50 intersects with all communities. Tracy Davis or Sewing for Therapy on Instagram is a favorite sew over 50 sewist that inspires great fitting clothes and fuels the sewing engine of her fellow sewists. Hi, Tracy. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Hi. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: My pleasure. And I know that our listeners are going to really love hearing from you today.
1: This is exciting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How did you develop your online name? Sewing
1: for therapy. Well, I am a therapist Mm -hmm. and I work with children and families and couples. And one of the things that I work with my clients on is having some coping skills or things to deal with stress. And so one day I was just like working quite a bit and I was coming home and I'm sitting just on my phone, looking at things and watching TV. And I just felt like my work was just That's all I did. I went to work. I came home, waited for work the next day. And then I just decided I need to go back to something that I enjoy and not wait for the weekends. I need to do something during the week. And Mm -hmm. that's how I started thinking, you know, what's my favorite thing to do? I used to sew when my kids were little. So I decided to go back to sewing. And so it was my therapy.
0: Obviously. That's good. Yeah. And are you finding that there's a lot more work to do and a lot more people to take care of?
1: For sure. 2020 has just maybe just turned up challenges with mental health a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what I've noticed is those families who already had some resilience and coping skills tended to function a little bit better during that 2020. But people's mental health really declined if they didn't already have those coping skills and already have some things to kind of deal with some of the challenges that came up. Mm. I was already sewing before 2020. So it just was like a gradual ease. It wasn't a whole big change for me because I was still working every day, doing everything. And then I'd come home and sew, make my daughter go for a walk, get her out of the house. So it kind of, for our family, we were kind of just doing what we always did
0: just with less people. Thank you. Where can we find you online?
1: Well, sewing for therapy. So sewing with the number four for therapy is my Instagram. I don't really do Facebook because I don't, it's hard for me to keep up with all the different social media. So I find that Instagram is my favorite. Mm -hmm. I also do Pinterest. So I'm on Pinterest. So you could probably find me on there with some of the things that I sew. Some of my favorite that I use a lot are sewing patterns I want to get and sewing patterns I own. Right. And Sewing inspiration. So, those are some folders that are kind of fun.
0: Okay. And do you have more sewing patterns that you have than ones that you wish that you have? What's the balance?
1: Oh my gosh, I need to have balance.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I said that.
1: (laughs) No, I need to have balance. But I, but part of it is, you know, if I get a pattern in it free, I'm probably going to own it. And if it's on sale, I'm going to own it. And I probably don't need to buy any more patterns, but I still pin them. Good. Well, it's
0: inspiration, right?
1: Yeah. And you know, my new thing is some of the smaller businesses that are creating patterns. I've really started to get into that because it's a little bit more creative and it's supporting small businesses. So I try to balance, this out, balance it out with that too.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. Do you sew for yourself as well as for your family? Oh, yeah, that's a
1: good question. That's <laughs> because there's a term that's used in the sewing community. And I don't know if you've heard it, but they call it selfish sewers. Yes. I know that very well. Yeah. And I kind of was like, I don't like the term because I don't think of myself as selfish, Yeah. (laughs) but you know, part of it is when my kids say, Oh, I really like that mom. Ooh, she should make that for me. And a lot of times I say, I'll teach you how to make it. But a lot of times I think, If you're used to the fast fashion where you just buy things and throw them out the next season, then it's very easy if somebody else makes something for you to do the same thing. I have a little bit more feeling attached to the garments that I make. And for some reason, if I make it, I wear it, but my kids don't really feel that attached to the garments I make.
0: And have they taken up your offer to help them sew it at all?
1: You know, a couple of years ago for Mother's Day, I have five girls and three boys. And so I encouraged my five girls for Mother's Day. I want you guys to all get together and we're going to like make a pair of cute little shorts. I already purchased all the fabric that fits your personality. We got together and we did that. They all have potential because they are all very creative. It was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. Me teaching a sewing class, but a couple of them, I'm like, you have designer ability. And a couple of them caught on really quick. One of them was like way too slow. But if I had two sewing machines and two sergers, I think we could kind of have a little party. and We could do it again. I like that idea. Yeah, but it was fun. And this year, my goal is to actually do a little making for others. For Christmas, I did sew all of my girls. I don't know if you've heard of Shackets.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're really popular here in the States, especially in the Pacific Northwest, because it's still cool. You can wear them year round here because we've got rain so much. So they're very popular. And I love the idea of the shacket. I wear mine like all the time. So I need those as Christmas
0: gifts and
1: the girls love them. So that's one where my daughter wears it all the time.
0: Is there a particular shacket pattern that you've been focusing on?
1: One of them is a simplicity pattern that is actually a shacket. But the very first one I made, believe it or not, was last year. And I just had this thing, like, I want to make a long flannel shirt. So I just used like a regular long shirt pattern and made it with flannel. And that was the first one I made. And then the next year they came out with the actual shacket pattern. So it is simplicity brand.
0: So really you were ahead of the pack. If you did it a year prior to everyone else making them.
1: I like to think so. <laughs> I, yeah. I tell my girls fashion wise, I'm very visionary. When they were in middle school, that's like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. That's an age where they want to kind of look like their friends. And when we would go school shopping, I would say, you need to get that right there because that's going to be in style. And they would go, no, no. And I'd like, nope, that's in style. And pretty much mom is right. And they always say, mom knows. I like to think outside the box a little bit, not so much, but just a little bit. So I am just, I tend to be a little bit ahead and kind of what I see.
0: And I think that's why I need to go to your Pinterest board
1: (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I would tell you the trend for right now, I think is going to be more of the mixing of patterns. That's what I see. My eye is just kind of going towards these designers that are like doing half and halves, like that looks like a coat, but then it looks like half of another coat. I think that idea, I love that idea because it kind of goes with like repurposing, like you can take a half of a coat and then sew different. I think that's going to be really in.
0: And our listeners have heard it first from you today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into style. I love construction, but when I hear it from someone who is passionate about style, I'm all for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, a lot of times when I work with my, with clients and they're like, I don't really know what I want to do. They don't really kind of have a really good, connection to their identity. I always say like, what did you love as a kid? What did you gravitate towards as a kid? You know? And for me, clearly Barbie dolls, old fashioned Barbie dolls were big because of you dress them Mm. paper dolls. That's how old I am. When, you know, when I talk about paper dolls, Mm. paper dolls and playing dress up was my thing. Like I loved to play dress up. So now my husband jokes, laughs at me when we first got married, I would go in my closet and just try things on and turn around, maybe cut something off and remake it. So he calls it playing in my closet. So sometimes I just go and play dress up. Why not? Yeah. That's good advice. What do you love sewing the most? I liked, this is going to sound weird or maybe not. I love sewing things I can finish quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I have a hard time. Not that I can't do complex patterns because I can. But I do tend to get bored pretty easy because in my job, nothing is ever finished. You know, it's like things aren't neatly wrapped up Hmm. in the job that I do. It's like, so when I come home, I want to feel like a sense of accomplishment. So I love to sew anything that is easy to complete.
0: Sounds like a really good balance, a life balance. Yeah. Yeah. The way you approach it.
1: Yeah. I had a mentor tell me that they're like, that's why you so, so like that, because it's something you can complete. So completed projects make me happy. If I have a hard time completing it, Mm -hmm. it's in a little shopping bag, hanging in my laundry room.
0: And so what made you start sewing? My mom made me start sewing.
1: (laughs) My mom sewed and, you know, she used to tell me the story that my great-grandmother was a seamstress and sewed for a living. And my mom You know, obviously she's very much into fashion Mm -hmm. still. She's 85 years old and she, I think I've posted some pictures on my Instagram. She's a fashionista. She, you look at her and you're like, oh my gosh, she's so stylish. But I remember being four or five years old, sitting next to her while she watched this little black and white TV at her sewing machine. And she would hand me these little doll dresses that she cut out and a needle and thread. And she had me like stitching with a needle and thread at that age. And then about, I think, 10 or 11, I started cutting out patterns and making things.
0: You graduated from hand stitching to using the sewing machine? Using the sewing machine. And interestingly, my sisters
1: all took home at class. And so I watched them learning to make things. And I think when I was about fifth grade, a teacher was our cheerleading coach. I did that for like a couple of years. And she brought us all in and we had to make our skirts and our vest. So that was where I was introduced to using the machine. Mm -hmm. Actually, my mom never put me on the machine. She just had me needle and thread. But she taught us to sew on the machine and we helped make our vest and our skirts for our cheerleading uniforms.
0: So I've never done cheerleading. So does that mean that you were um, sewing knits and wovens for your first project? Wovens. Wovens.
1: And that's actually, I love to work with woven fabrics. I I just love it.
0: And sewing wovens make you happy.
1: Oh, for sure. This, you know, structure, fabric that I call it, it's the fabric that obeys. (laughs) (laughs) So I do sew with knits and I used to hate it, but I taught myself, you just need to do it. You need to like diversify, but I like a more structured knit, but they just don't obey as well.
0: This is true. With the sewing that you do, are there any tools or notions that you favor the most?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know if this is a sewing tool, but this is my latest. My husband, oh my gosh, a lot of sewers can relate to this. You know, pins on the floor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the pins on the floor. And I, I don't, we don't have a carpet in there in my sewing, but there's always pins on the floor, but I'm like, oh, whatever, because they're on the, it's on a hardwood floor. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. But my husband is always picking up pins and handing them to me. And I shouldn't laugh, but I kind of laugh because they don't poke him, but he has sensitive feet. So if he steps on one, yeah. So he's always picking them up. So he bought me a magnetic tool and it extends
0: uh, to a stick.
1: That is my favorite tool because if I spill my pins over, I can just put that down and it picks them all up at once. Isn't that weird? That's a weird tool.
0: I think he's given you something that's helpful for you and helpful for him. For sure. And of course,
1: you know, you can't live without your seam ripper. No. It's the tool you love. hate but you
0: need it especially if you're working with wovens and you want great structure
1: for sure it is so it's that you've got to be friends with your seam ripper and also I recently got some they're not really electric because you don't plug them in but like electric scissors oh have you yes my husband I don't know what the brand is but my husband he's the one who buys my tools he's a tool guy so he's like you need to try this so and that love it absolutely love it
0: It sounds like he does his research, doesn't he?
1: He pretty much does. He has purchased my sewing machine. This is the first year I had to buy a new serger and I bought it myself. My first sewing machine was a gift from him. Mm -hmm. And then years later, he replaced it. He's more comfortable spending money. I'm not a fan of spending money. So when it comes to making larger purchases, he's like, whatever. So, and he purchased my first serger.
0: That's really thoughtful of him too.
1: It's very thoughtful. That's one thing I tell my girls, your dad is a super supportive guy. If you have a dream or something, he's like right there, like,
0: go for it. Your husband is, he's very thoughtful.
1: Yeah. He's very thoughtful, very, extremely thoughtful. And he has learned, we joke about it because we don't have a lot of fabric stores in the town that I live in. So our one store is Joanne's and maybe Walmart, but in our fabric store, he knows his way around. (laughs) (laughs) He knows his way around and he, you know, sometimes he'll buy me fabric for like a gift. He'll go online. I don't know where he buys this fabric, but I'm like, okay, what am I going to do with this? He'll just buy fabric. I I thought you'd like it, but it's challenging because I'm like, I wouldn't buy that. What would I do with it? Mm -hmm. So I have a couple of pieces on my page where he has purchased the fabric and I'm like, okay, this is a challenge. What can I make? So my mother's day dress was something he purchased that I would never buy.
0: And you were with pride.
1: I actually like the way it turned out. It made me think outside the box. Hmm. That's good. It made me think outside the box. It was like, what can I do with this fabric to make it something that is me? And so, of course, I love a good print. Any print, I'm like a huge fan of a print. So it was printed. So he came out ahead that way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. When did you discover the start of a 50 community?
1: During 2020. During 2020. And I was like, looking at this and I did, it didn't really click. Okay. So they are 50. And then I'm like, oh, that's me. (laughs) Sometimes I forget I'm over 50.
0: Life just gets so busy.
1: I know. And I'm like, I am over 50. I don't feel like I'm over 50, but I am. I'm like, I'm part of this group. I fit in here.
0: Recently you were featured in one of their stories, weren't you? Uh huh. And what response did you get?
1: Let's see. There's actually been a couple of stories uh, that have come up. One of them, I think that I can think of was, it was matching plaids, actually. I made a pair of plaid pants and I found this fabric for a few dollars at a thrift store. And I figured this, I'm going to try out a pattern with this cheap fabric. It probably wasn't a good idea because I was actually working with the plaid, but Mm. I actually love the way they came
0: out. Plaids can be tricky, but the fact that you mastered it is really great.
1: Oh, it felt so good because I'm like, oh my gosh. I was shocked myself at how... (laughs) they matched up. I was like, wow, I did a good job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's great. What advice would you give listeners who are starting to sew?
1: Number one, it's okay to make a mistake and don't be afraid to make a mistake. And also all those things that you see on Instagram, when you look at Instagram and you see what the items that you see all these sewists make, this is the best of the best. And so we all started out, there was no such thing as Instagram. When I started out sewing, but I had some pretty crazy things that I made in the past. I used the wrong fabric. I use that. So that's just part of the process, but Instagram makes it look like you should just get this, you know, everything's instant Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's instant. So it's like, you see them make whip things up really fast. And it's like, why isn't it working that way for me? It's like, because you don't get to view my whole process and my frustration and my seam ripping and all of the thread all over my floor but that's normal. It's part of the process. So it's okay to like make those mistakes and then let yourself be a beginner. And the other thing is, I tend to not follow rules when it comes to fabric, but I think when you're a beginning sewer, if it says use this fabric until you can learn how fabric works and how patterns work, follow the suggestions of what the patterns are.
0: Exactly. And has your style changed from when you first started sewing to now?
1: probably because I tend to be a little bit more trendy. I tend to get bored really easy. And as a therapist, I'm a very visual person. So I really think what you see tells where you're at in your life. So when I went from being an intern to a therapist, I felt like this doesn't suit me anymore. What I wore as an intern doesn't fit me as a therapist and who I am now. And so that really shifted. It's kind of like in decorating in my house, it's the same thing. It's like when I decorate my office, this isn't me this season, there's something new. So I think seasonal changes with your styles are really important to say I've changed. You know, I've grown more, like my sewing has grown. My confidence has changed. Therefore, my style of dress might change if my confidence changes. I might wear that thing that, gosh, what do people think? Now I'm more confident. like, I don't really care. I'll just wear it.
0: That's great advice. I just thought I'd ask because it goes towards the advice that you've given new sewers and what to expect and what not to expect as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And it kind of like, it's a fun journey to see. And sometimes I do, I scroll back into when I first started posting my makes to where I am now and I'm like oh my gosh look at I've grown that's kind of cool so don't be afraid of like those things that you didn't like so much when you first started sewing because that just kind of it's a story that mm-hmm. speaks of the, your your journey of sewing.
0: Tracy thank you for coming on to the podcast and talking mm-hmm. to us about where you started with your sewing and the, the sound advice that you've given new sewers so that they can start their own sewing journey.
1: Great. I'm so glad to like get to kind of chat. I love to talk about sewing and I don't have a lot of local kind of connections where people sew. I'm kind of just in this kind of on my own. So the Instagram community has been so encouraging to kind of inspiring and kind of sending messages and talking about like your makes and stuff. It's been so good for me.
0: Well, that's great to hear. Thank you again. Thank you. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Sew so Over 50 podcast on So Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Harris, with permission of Tracy, soundbybensound.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organised Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our Sew so Over 50 podcast archive. Give us a five-star rating and review, and we hope that you'll support us through our Patreon account. Every podcast is free with the aim to keep you company and encourage you to sew more often. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at Sew Organised Style or on our website at www.seworganisedstyle.com or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.